Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I'm so excited to have on a 32-year-old from Newcastle upon Tyne, England. His hockey journey has taken him to England, Scotland, and legendary Chippy Lane of Cardiff, Wales. We are unsure if he ever laced up the wheels. The research team has a funny feeling he played for the Invicta Dynamos but he is best known for keeping the clan's boots as sharp as they get and mucking it up on Chippy Lane while on the road. He started out way back in 2007 to 2010 with the now defunct tits up Newcastle Vipers. Jumped back into the game in 2019-20 with the Whitley Warriors and promptly won the championship it looks like and got the call to the UK show, the EIHL and the Glasgow clan where he's been running a muck of the equipment game and is known around the game as an absolute dandy. Welcome to the shed, Jamie Douglas. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Wally. It's been a long time coming. Sound like I swallowed a frog, and I'm sorry about that. Nothing I can do about this. Well, this is the only window I got, I think, till Christmas to pop one in here. And yeah, I'm not feeling 100%. It's been a, been a long stretch here, you know? <laughs> uh yeah, it's, uh, I've had a few issues. I know I tried to get tried to get it going last week, didn't we? But I had a few Wi-Fi issues, so we managed to uh, get well, them sorted in the apartment. We're finally in the shed, buddy. Nice to meet you. Yeah. I get into how we know each other. Nice. Uh, right? Just just for listening to the shed, huh? Yeah. Well, I guess you've listened to the odd one, but that's probably... How'd you find out about the shed? Was it Stephen Dixon? Yeah. He's a beauty. Yeah, it was when, uh, when you done your interview with Steve. Yeah, uh, it would have been last season when he was here. Uh-huh. I think and then I, I kind of picked up on a few. Obviously, you had, you had Bryce in a bit earlier this season as well, Redick. Yeah, that's so right. My, yeah, one of my guys beauties. this season. Yeah, so two good is, guys. Is Reds being high maintenance on you? Is he asking for no, a lot? Reds, Reds, Reds has been good to be fair so far. That's good. Yeah, he, uh, he's one is oh. one of the easier guys in the room this season. So it's yeah. Somebody's a bit of a pain when he skates him next to me. Sure, I've every, got them right, but every team's. Uh, got the guys that you know always got some issues with their equipment right nitpicky yeah to be honest i've not had many this season which has been quite good yeah Uh, shed guys aren't picky with their equipment from what i know uh, that's uh oh well well i mean i'm sure i'll get on to steve at some point see he was a beauty yeah Uh, but reds reds has been great um obviously he's been around the league as well for a few years obviously he had his stint in cardiff and then now he's up here yeah um rocking it in glasgow yeah so you are in glasgow and um well another shed guy wrote to me he did mention you might be a beauty but he said good luck his accent is harder to understand than bouncy 
<laughs> so with me sounding like a frog and being sick and then you having an accent like bouncy we're in a mess here eh we're just gonna well, have to muck it up and do our do best it. yeah you know? someone says uh you're just gonna have to speak slow and i'm like well no i'm just gonna speak how i normally speak and let's just see how it rolls yeah um actually that's a funny old story with way back when when i was playing for cardiff <laughs> it was my first time going to scotland and i didn't know much about twitter really how it worked um the cardiff had mentioned we should get it to promote the team and stuff and when i got there i tweeted something like i thought the english and welsh accents were tough i can't understand a lick of what these people are saying in scotland and uh man that was like the most traction one of my tweets ever got <laughs> i am um, <laughs> i find it quite difficult to be honest with it it's more the glass regions that are more difficult to understand I, I people think i'm tough to understand and i'm sometimes like um, if i'm talking to people up here i'm like Excuse me, like I have to get them to like repeat themselves like three or four times. I'm like, I thought that was bad. Like, but and once you, you get and going you, with them, it's like, yeah, you feel bad asking again, right? Like, you feel rude that yeah. you're asking again. Like, sorry, um, but I really don't understand you. <laughs> it's just so, it's just so strong. Like, I mean, the Newcastle accent is obviously a strong accent in itself, but like, even as you come further north again, it just gets even stronger. Yeah. Um, probably when they start having pints, it probably gets stronger too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's another challenge in itself. It's kind of like my German always got better with pints, right? You know, I, English <laughs> might get worse. <laughs> was, it, was it pints or was it steins? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to the Beatingheim Steelers. Riker Killens came on and I said something about like, you know, stop ignoring me like we were family for four years um and i know you see what i post and you never share it well they shared me in their winter or their christmas advent calendar today i was number 20 and they let their fans know about my podcast in the shed and i just thought that was great and um i know it didn't end um like i would have wanted to um in beatingheim but it's great to see we're still on the same team and hopefully fans listen and then um do get Riker Killens that Alpen milk chocolate, you know, that then I know they still love me, you know? Yeah. The more followers are better, right? Well, I don't do it for that, but um, it's nice when my teams have my back. That's what I'm into yeah, with hockey. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's hockey. Yeah. Um, anyways, and I guess I am a sponsor of the Manchester Storm. And um, yeah, I seen that. I was down there two weeks ago. I noticed, yeah, that little badge on the back of Critchlow's jersey. Isn't that cool? That's hockey. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, that's good there. Eh? Mm-hmm. So we just that's had there. a raffle, folks, and um, it was two ales and hockey tails jersey. All that money is going to my sponsorship fee, and you know what? It's still a pretty big bill I got to pay. So we're having a raffle. <laughs> I still owe the money, so we're having another raffle, just like last time, folks. Get involved. Two ales and hockey tails. Er, aleshockeytails.com, and it'll be up soon. And we'll do another raffle and. Someday I'm going to have enough money to finish paying them, you know? <laughs> fun is fun. <laughs> Carry off on many seasons, hopefully. Yeah, well, hopefully I get her done this season, you know? But it's been exhausting. Um, so, actually, that's a fun fact. I need to ask the Shed family for a favor. I want to get the boys two ales and hockey tails t-shirts, like I've got my teams the last two years with their names and numbers. And I don't quite have enough of my Monopoly money, my fun money from the shed. So if anybody can just tip me on uh, aleshockeytails.com, if you appreciate what I do, I only need a 
a bit more to get my whole team t-shirts because they've earned them. Um, and that would be swell if people could help me out so I can get my team shirts. Um, cause I already ordered them. <laughs> um, but we did just win our tournament this weekend. And I tell you, it was an under 13 tournament, but it was as real as any other championship I've won. And I couldn't be a prouder coach. It was awesome. My boys mucked it up just like they tried harder than professionals. I have a team that tries harder than anybody around and we just outwork teams and break them. And uh, it's so cool to see them win a championship. We had like five guys come to the bench in the final game with some kind of issue with blocking shots or, you know, and every single one of them just gutted it out and kept playing. And there was kids in tears. There were boogers flying everywhere and they just kept rolling and we won three, nothing beautiful, you know? Congratulations, that's what you want now. Boys are out there having fun, working hard and winning. Eh? Doesn't get any better than that, does it? It doesn't, and I see them becoming friends for life, like brothers for life, and winning can do that, but like, I find you win with camaraderie, and uh, when you see it firsthand as a coach, uh, jeepers, it can make your heart want to pop, and I think we're just getting started winning, and I think it's neat um, that I thought my championship days were behind me when I retired in Cardiff. I thought that was that, and you know, I'm getting to redo her again. I get to play for trophies and I get to move my pieces around the chessboard and try and beat the other guy. You know, it's awesome. You put your skates on so you can skate around with the trophy. You know what? I was a little upset. Actually, I was a lot upset. We earned it. Tournament doesn't have a trophy, only medals. Didn't even have a trophy for the, for the, like a picture. It's embarrassing. Never got to drink out anything. Never got to take anything home. And I'm sure we paid enough to make a trophy. You know, I make yeah, them for pond hockey tournaments. Be better. Like, right. Yeah. It is. 100%. Be better. That's, that's what you pay your fees for, isn't it? Like to get a decent medal and a decent trophy at the end. Well, they are nice medals. I got it up there in the shed um, beside my Denmark medal and gold helmet. And it's pretty cool to win again. And I have everything I need with this team. And they try hard, but that tournament needs to have a cup and you need to be able to drink out of it. So why don't we go right into that? When you uh, got back into the game with Whitley, I see you had a proper trophy, a cup that you could drink out of. Did you drink out of it? Yes. Yes, good. That's hockey. It did it's supposed to it happen. Did yeah, but did indeed. There was a, um, I don't want to say what was in that night because it was a mixture of, it was a mixture of things, and it didn't taste good when we drank it. Right. But yeah. All the all, all the boys had a good swig on it. I say that much. <laughs> Jeepers, I'm not mad enough for whatever <laughs> I, you're putting in it. You know, I think it was like I think it was like a mix of prosecco, the champagne that was on the ice. Well, obviously the champagne slash cheap prosecco, and then like some lagers tipped in on top as well, just to finish it off. Well, I know what happens in every league, everywhere, all over hockey. Um, when you win a championship, the stories that happen after the win are some of the best hockey tales you'll ever create. And I'm sure you had people that got right into one. And you know what? I did every time. And after my team won this weekend, we earned it. And, you know, it's been a long weekend. We went to a Spitfire game. Shout out to Joe Nesbitt for getting us set up with his cousin. Uh, one of the players met my whole team, signed their pucks, got a picture. But we were in Windsor for from Thursday till Sunday. And then we finally win Sunday evening. And we still have a three and a half hour ride back. And the boys are like, can we have a party? And I'm sure all the other parents maybe, you know, whatever. I said, well, every time I won a championship, I partied, you know. <laughs> so my other coach stepped up and hosted it. Way to go. Um, it's great coaching with the shed guy that'll step up for the squad. And then the boys got together and got to, you know, live it up without their trophy that they should have got. Yeah. You know, a bit, of, a bit of a different kind of party than what you've been used to in the past. 
it's an interesting ride I'm on with this minor hockey. It was heavy mini sticks. I'm talking the boys came up like covered in sweat, like full covered in sweat, and they were mucking it up down there. Yeah. And then the dads stand around and wait for them to be done. Yeah. Was was that was that party like party party rigs and cocktail sausages? Um, we had pizza. Yeah. You finger yeah, foods. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, just go there. Just so go. what goes on when Whitley, is that what it's called? Wins the championship yeah. in the NIHL. I love winning. Yeah, it was um it was it was a it was a funny one because obviously I've been out the game for a while. Um then I'd had a bit of a I had a bit of a tricky relationship which I'd just got out of and I was kinda I kinda stuck in a rut to be honest. Yeah. And then um I I used when I worked in Newcastle, I worked with um with David Longstaff. I think you know, you played against David when you were in Cardiff, you would have been in Guildford. I never played against Guildford. The, the time. Did you not? No. Or oh, maybe he's a word maybe he's a word in the league. I, I think they got in the so, league the next year. Did they? Yeah. So so anyway, I worked I worked with David um back in Newcastle and he kind of reached out and said, Look, like we're equipment managers just looking for a hand. You fancy coming along like just a good bit of banter in the dressing room, you know, he says kind of carrot I am. I like, you know, I like a couple of crack. And Did you say the kind said, of yeah, carrot like, you are? Kind of character. Character. I thought you said carrot. <laughs> Your nickname's <laughs> so Big yeah, Red, so, um, you're not orange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of, um, I managed to get involved with that and kind of got it to work around work. Was, and it, it sucked like, you back into the game, didn't it? Yeah, it, it did. It did. And um, I done like that, obviously, a season and then COVID hit, didn't it? Yeah. So that's, that first season, I went back in and we ended up winning the league. Um, like we had it, we had a good. Like, to be honest, that league's not a very a good level. Obviously, it's like it's like two leagues below the elite right. league. But when obviously winning. guys all, yeah, of course, winning's winning. Guys all work and um, you know, and then the, the, the practices are like the practices are like late at night. It was like nine till ten on yeah, a Wednesday, the Thursday night. You know what I mean? So like I you're not know. getting home till like eleven, eleven thirty, you know. Guys have to go back to work the next day, and also. And you were doing this around your work. So, what was your job? What were you doing? Um, At that point, I was a postman for the Royal Mail. Yeah. So now you now you just do the job, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just doing the job. So yeah, that was uh, that. Obviously, that stint at Whitley, and I kind of I've got to thank David a bit because that kind of got us back involved. That got us back involved with the game. Yeah. Which I'd kind of been out of for a few years since, but obviously once Newell. I left Newcastle the season before they went under. Yeah. Um. So I was kind of just away from it all together. But I kind of had like I, I got a lot of questions. Sports. I got a lot of questions though. You know, is oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So you did the Whitley thing, which you probably weren't really making money. You're doing it for the love, kind of like me out yeah. in the shed. Um. But then you win it. Is it not a Gareth Chalmers that you were? I thought the research team got hot enough to find this puzzle piece that. Gareth Chalmers, isn't he with the clan? Yeah. And he's the one yeah, that brought you to Glasgow, right? Yeah. So that's that's how I got that's how I ended up coming to Glasgow. Um I've, I've, Gareth Gareth worked in Newcastle when I was there as one of the hockey operations um directors, which is obviously what he is up here as well. Um and he reached out, it was like June it was kind of during during COVID, like because it was coming to an end. Kind of said, look, I'm um I'm struggling for an equipment manager. Um, just wondering if you, you know if you'd be looking at getting back involved in the game. And I was just kind of, kind of thought, like, I do love the game, and uh, it's a big opportunity to go in at a professional level. Yeah. But I thought, like, I've still got a lot to learn 
to be able to go in at that level at the same time. Right. Because um, it would have been, but you did it way back in Newcastle, though, right? You were professional. I've done it in Newcastle, but when I was new, when I, there were a professional team, but it was an absolute, like, shit show. Shit show. Like, those, those are it, interesting. It was like. They happen all over. It was hockey. like, like, the, the like, yeah, your pay slip was a Monday morning and the brown envelope, like, shit show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just nothing professional about it, like, which was and a shame because, like. I find it harder for the players. hometown team. It's hard for players to play good with that stuff going on. When you have other yeah. distractions in your brain, it's hard to go out and play hockey the right way yeah. for those people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I worked I worked with some great guys in Newcastle. Right? I mean, where Chris McAllister, he, he come in in the 08 or 09 season, I think, during the lockout. Um, he came across and, like, I, st- I still somebody speak to Chris now. See, he was in, like, he played for the Leafs and played for the Flyers, like, you know, someone like that. And, well, do you know, uh, big, big you Eddie, know big Eddie Courtney, you know, a character I worked with. He was a, he was a good guy. Well, you oh, know who I, uh, who I played with in your past research team got real creepy. Ryan Marley, AKA yeah. Jibs. Right? Yeah. Ryan Marley. Yeah. And I, I, I was researching myself. Bronco. Yeah. I, I done a little research myself to see who I, I thought you might, uh, Played with who I who I might have worked with. I think. Did you play with Mike Perry as well? I sure did. Went to the finals of the coast with the uh, ragtag yeah. Daytona Beach Bombers. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, they were they they both played they both played in the same team. Is uh, that all your research team and... found? Yeah. Okay. Well, How about Ryan McDonald? Played with yeah. him on the Ripley Wolves out of the yeah. game. Um, he may or may not have got a job where I'm employed with Superheat. <clears throat> And um, then uh, played for the Ripley Wolves on our playoff drive. And um, he's no longer with us, but, um, you know, it, it's nice to help a guy out of, out of the game. <laughs> um, but yeah. anyways, I played against him in Germany. He was on Hellbron the year before I went there. Um, and that was a big rivalry. And then I moved back home to the middle of nowhere. And sure to shit, we play senior hockey together. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a good guy. I, I, like, I liked Ryan when I had him in Newcastle. Yeah, he's good goalie too. Um, yeah. And Jibs, you know, he had diabetes. I remember my stories with him. Obviously, he could take the his teeth out, obviously why he's called Jibs, and put it in people's yeah. drinks, and that's funny. But yeah. um, they would overplay him in college because we didn't have many guys that could do it. And um, there was a year where they would play him so much that it was like, can Jibs wake up this morning? Because um, he's cooked. And uh you know, it would be tough for him with the diabetes, and then they'd play him like thirty-five minutes, and he would be all yeah. messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever but, see that? Uh, no, he didn't. I, I don't recall him getting this play that much over here. Um, yeah. and then he probably'd be but fine. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I'm got this is the I'm rolling back here to like when I was like seventeen, eighteen. You know what I mean? Like it was. That's a long time ago. Yeah, uh, it was quite. It was quite a while ago. So. Like I mean, I I remember like individual guys, and I say when I when I was looking myself, I was like, oh, play for Malls and obviously, um, Barry as well. Uh, Barry was a tough guy. I remember he's, he had a few uh, he had a few battles when he was in there uh, in Newcastle. Is that right? I don't really remember him chucking knuckles. I remember him mucking yeah. it up hard. He played uh, yeah, hard. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, he did. He played very hard. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. And then obviously Dicko, we haven't really talked about him enough. He's on your poster picks a lot. Eh? You got took a shine to him, didn't you? So did I. <laughs> it was funny because um, he was one of the first guys we signed last season. We signed him quite early. 
Yeah. So I got on the Mad Dog because obviously Mad Dog's um, obviously from the same town as me. So he's obviously from me and him are both from Newcastle. We'll probably live 15 minutes apart if you're back, like if we're back in Newcastle. Um, so I got on the Mad Dog and I said, like, we've signed, signed, we've signed Dicko. And he goes, you've got an absolute beauty there. And I was like, it's pretty much I was, unanimous I was, like, across the just, game. I was like, I was just, is that just something somebody says? Because, you know, like, you've got, you get the guy and obviously they don't want to say, oh, well, he's, you know, I hate him or this, that, and the other. But uh, he was true to his word. <laughs> I'll give him that much. Yeah. Um, never had any problems, but he was like, Dicko is just like one of them guys. Like, he just had that addictive laugh. Like, you know, you could just hear him coming. He made, he made he just, life funner to be around and he's always yeah, in a good mood and he's always laughing. 100%. I got to spend a weekend with him in Cardiff this summer for Josh Batch's testimonial and we but, ran a muck and fun is fun. It's funny because I met him. I met him on that Sunday. Um, I was down in London to watch the football and he come across with his girlfriend to meet, to meet us for a beer. Um. And he, he said, I'm going to come out. He actually wanted to come to the game because I, I managed to turn him into a Newcastle United fan, believe it or not. I saw that So picture. he goes, um, he goes, he goes, I want to come to the game. I was like, Dick, well, you, like, if you had told us earlier, I would have been able to sort it out, but you left it a little bit too late. I kind of like managed to get your tickets. So anyway, he come over. I'm like, we quickly chugged about three or four beers before I went off to the game. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, it, it, <laughs> Obviously, because he was he was obviously down for the the testimonial. Then I think he was going to see Springsteen in Edinburgh yeah, on the he, Monday. Yeah, I just kept telling him he all lives. Us, he lives. All of, all of us, all of a sudden, he's left his kit bag in Cardiff. So I go down to Cardiff for preseason, and Mates is like, "Oh, I've got a present for you." Yeah, he I just like, oh, left. He goes, uh, "Dicko's kit bag." I was like, yeah. "What do you want us to do with that?" Yeah. He's like, "Well, he's asked us to give it to you." I was like, "Oh, well, hopefully he's coming over to visit eh? <laughs> And then he just keeps texting, going. I'm just going to pay you to ship it. I'm not coming over. I was like, you have to come over. I was like, you just have to come over. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the... That's the misses you, you have to come over. <laughs> well, that's the, the best part about the shed is that um, you want to see people. And I wanted to yeah. see people I played with. I wanted to see old friends. And um, now I can doing this. And um, it's like kind of when you were out of the game for, was it like seven, eight years? It's like I was out of the game yeah. for five years, basically. And... Um, when you get back in, and now I got my shed, and I'm coaching, it's like the the love of the game is fired on all cylinders, and it's people yeah. like you and Dicko and shed guys, no shed guys, and it's pretty fun. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. It's you, 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 I think this is kind of missed. It's because I think hockey is kind of a different, it's a different sport. Like you know, all together, it's just the, the characters that you meet are like great characters, aren't they? Like, like you say, you, you make friends for life. Well, it's true, though, know. and it's like I'm coaching in a small town here where these kids are going to be around here for the, in the future, and, like, they are going to be brothers for life, and to see it happening on my team, um, it's like the pe- the shed guys I talk about. It's the brothers for life that I, I need to see, so I start this, yeah. you know? Yeah, 100%. You know how I met Dicko? Cardiff had on me here? over for a Wally night, and um, I went over, and... Uh, and did the pregame speech spray painted with the goat 88 for Joey Martin and the devil on my chest and the Taz head. And I came in naked with ultimate warrior tassels on my arms and legs. I think, and, I've, seen, um, I think I've seen a picture of that. Have I not? Was, would oh there dear. be a picture of that kicking about somewhere? Oh dear. Is Deese better keep that in the phone? Uh, I, think, I think that would have been, I think that would have been via Deese, wouldn't it? 
you better not be sharing that. Sharing is not caring in this situation. Nobody needs to see these photos. <laughs> um, yeah, one time he just sent me one of the photos and it was so outrageous to think back on what we were doing in 2015, 16 is uh, we were just having fun and trying to help the team win. But man, some of the stories are outrageous. <laughs> Oh man, Deese, what a guy he is. But um, yeah, that's how I met Dicko was I got naked in front of him, uh, did the pregame speech. Then I got in Mark Richardson's face and said, do you remember when hockey was fun? Let's go out and have some fun. Um, after I threw the Taz head across the room and then put on my fancy clothes in the coach's room. And Lordo was like, you have two minutes to get around. And I was still naked, spray painted. So I whipped on my fancy clothes and in Jersey and then had to run around the arena to drop the puck. And all these guys, I was just naked in front of giving a big speech, then see me come around and drop the puck, like dressed business casual in my fancy clothes and my fancy <laughs> shoes. And I could see them all laughing at the blue line. I was like, they think hockey's fun again. <laughs> and they won. That's a quick, that's, that's, that sounds like a good turnaround. Yeah, it was uh, as fast as I've gotten dressed at <laughs> some time. Yeah. Uh, the look on their face when I came around. Yeah, Dicko and I were friends for life after that. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird when you meet people and, you know, you just you, you start it with that, you know? Yeah. You really, bro- I, really broke the I, ice I still, that day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because, like, obviously I, I got on well with them and then obviously last season he ended up out with coaching as well. But, um. Like I still speak to him now. Like I get a message off him probably once every week, every two weeks. Yeah, he got excited a few weeks ago because he found a he managed to find a Newcastle United supporters club bar in Halifax. So he's like, "Red, you won't believe this." I was like, "Well, he's like, I found a Newcastle United supporters club bar in Halifax." I was like, "No, you haven't." And he's like, "Send us pictures in this bar." And he's like, "Send us random pictures with his Newcastle top on with like these random fans who he's probably like just met for the first time." It's uh, like, it's a small world when you get chatting around, man, and that doesn't surprise yeah. me because there's a time where everybody got on boats and uh, ended up here, and like you see, all the towns are named the same stuff as over there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So he's uh, he's he's still obviously loving it, and he's still watching them, and then obviously he's still messaging. Even when there's a game on now, he's texting. I'm sitting watching the game, and we're sitting talk about the game, and then you know. I get the odd message asking how the clown are doing. <laughs> I think uh, he's missing. I think he's missing it a little bit, but deep down, uh, yeah, I'm sure he is. But um, hockey needs more guys like him. He needs. I think he yeah. needs to find his way in the game. You know what? I texted him. I said, you know, you know quite a bit of people, and I know quite a bit of people. And my role next has gotten a lot bigger. <laughs> there was a night where I was walking my dog. I was like, we should start an agency and like treat people right and tell them the truth and like actually make calls for them and like be the agents we always wanted. And he wrote back and said, that is not a bad idea, Wally. And um, <laughs> that was all we took it so far. <laughs> Soon escalate. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, and I'm raising some puppies around here that are going to be able to play too. <laughs> yeah. You should see these two kids on my team and my goalie. I got two kids that are already my size playing U13 and like they can play every game I go out there for, I have the best centerman and the best defenseman in the league and they're big. They can fast, they can shoot, they can compete. Um, and they're like the best kids and best leaders and like keep everybody focused. It's like, man, this is, this is hockey when you get a squad like this. So keep yeah. it up boys, you know, be fire, be firing some music, youth across the call of sooner. Well, I I know a few people in the hockey game, and I'll help out the people that play for me any day yeah. it's when they're good. good people, right? Exactly. Okay, watch your toes. More names I'm going to drop. Matthew Haywood with the Leeds Knights. 
He was a legend yeah. there. And uh, now they throw yeah. chocolate and leads in the old big blue tent. It's a small world. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. You got that going? Oh, yeah. Well, I, apparently I wasn't the one that started it there, but um, it happens. It'd be cool if I yeah, started I remember, it. I remember actually, I actually listened to you, Woody one. That one, Woody was here in my first season. Um, and I actually think you might have come on that season if I remember rightly, because I think that's, that might actually be the first shout out shout out to me while I listened to and not Dickos. If I remember rightly, I think I would have listened. I think it was probably two years ago when he would have done Woody, was it? About that, yeah, I think it. Yeah, I, I think he was so in Leeds and he was running amok. Uh, but what a great guy he is! I think he's the type yeah, of guy you yeah. win hockey games with. You yeah, need the best I, people to win. He's a great guy, and um, obviously he's um, he had a lot of dedication to the team up here as well. Obviously, he'd been here for, I mean, he'd been here for like since the first season for like at least eleven years, and then yeah. Whatever happened, happened. And well, that's what's nice about being the equipment manager, right? It's never your fault. You didn't make the decisions. No, no, that's that's a good thing. And he's, um, but it's, I'm glad to see he's doing well in Leeds. You know, it's, um, it's, it seemed like a, um, it'd be a good up and coming team and seemed to be like just run away of it. Like every yeah, year down there. They, they seem he's to like be having fun. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he's re- just hammering ridiculous points, isn't he? Which is, which is yeah. good. I'm sure he's enjoying himself. Yeah, scoring's fun, winning's fun. They're doing a lot of that in Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we do have shed fans in Leeds, and that's cool to think of like where all these fans have come from all over the world. It's like I think today, my guy, you're gonna get me over two hundred thousand audio listens. YouTube's at like whatever. It's, I don't know, not much, fifty thousand or something, but you're gonna get me over two hundred thousand today. And then it's like in eighty nine countries. And to think it's just me talking in my shed with my friends and then my friends' friends, and then we become friends, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Like it's cool. I think it's good. It's good. How you? It is really cool. How you've got it going. Yeah. Um. So, folks, if you want to help me out, get my team T-shirts. They earned them. Aleshockeytales.com. There's a tip the pod button there while you wait for the raffle, right? <laughs> um. Anywho, what else do I got? I'm still on the first page. Craig Peacock was playing for the clan, and he's now a GM in the same league as Leeds, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. He's, he's uh He's actually quite a neighbour of mine. He literally lives around the corner from me. Um, I was out having a beer a few weeks ago with Craig. Um, another guy I got on well with last season when he um, when he moved back across from obviously he was with the Five Flyers and then he come back across to play for Glasgow last season. Right. And then obviously he got a good opportunity in the summer to go and be a GM down in Solway and uh, he was telling me all this rubbish that he wasn't going to lace him up and I was like, don't talk rubbish. You're going to lace him up. And then last minute who appears to be playing and Rocks up on a big boat, flying down an ice rink. I'm not sure if you've seen that video when he signed. No. They had a big air. Uh, they, they had a big boat, and he's sitting on the boat, going down the ice rink on the boat. Like, it was the announcement of, like, he's, uh, so he's kind of a GM player, which I think is going to be a, quite a difficult role when it comes to hiring gas, and firing. Gas in your buddies, yeah. You know what I mean? be yeah, fun well, to give people jobs. Wouldn't be fun to uh, get gas them. Yeah, it's going to be quite a... Um, Quite a tr- tricky one for him, but again, he seems to, he's enjoying himself down there. He's, he's, you know, he was, I was speaking to him a few weeks ago, and he was, you know, obviously that off ice stuff's tough, but it's stuff he's all learning, so he's he's obviously enjoying it and hoping that he can stay in the game, you know, for the f- foreseeable. Yeah. Well, I got one more question for name drops. Um, Matthew Waugh, he was there. He left. I saw he's back playing in the East Coast Hockey League at like 37 years old. He is a yeah, gamer. Still it out, yeah. Is he still in Norfolk? I don't he's know. He's in Norfolk, I, isn't he? The I just saw line? he's, I don't know. I just saw he was playing the coast again. I yeah, thought, he's... wow. 
still, still go, but he's still, he's still, he's still putting the points up as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he was. Yeah, I need a guy that guy in front of the net. Yeah. yeah. That was going to be best eye ever saw, but. Uh, he's, he's, he's probably the best I've ever seen over here as well for uh, in front of the net. Yeah, no. Chances are, if you're if you're throwing it in the net and he's there, ninety nine percent of the time it's going in. Well, and it's, but it wasn't even just him putting it in the net. He'd make the little passes to the guys off to the side yeah. that would put it in the empty yeah. net. Not many guys yeah. see those plays when they're mucking it up in front. No, no. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, all I got written down is uh, getting back in the game. We covered that, and then the U thirteen concurrent and Canucks wagon. Um, we were just ranked second in Ontario today so that's pretty neat i would all the teams um way to go guys but uh rankings mean nothing it's how you play the next game right exactly, yeah mm-hmm. poster picks brought to you by freeman designs and i don't know how bad of a frog i sound like right now you know trying to muck it up get through it you <laughs> drive the bus <laughs> this is a good one this was when i was in um when i was in whitley bay when i first got back involved so I've got a, obviously a bus driver's license. <laughs> I thought I thought you'd like that one. That's why I threw it in. Um, uh, so when when we used to play away, um, most most of the away games and that he was always on a Sunday. So because I had a license, but at the time I wasn't driving buses for a company. I thought I'm going to reach out to the company and say to them, right, look, if you need somebody to drive, I'm going anyway. I don't get paid for it. I'm going as a volunteer. Let's try let's try and make a little bit of on the side here. So I ended up like practically driving every away game for Whitney as well as running the bench, opening gates, filling water bottles, cleaning visors and doing everything else that goes with it. Yeah. So it's quite and a, that's how teams quite, win though. Well that's how teams win is when guys will step yeah, up and do anything. This for is the team. this is one of the things like because um, there was there was some games I chose not to drove and like David like David Longstaff who was a coach at the time was like the guys prefer when you drive. I was like, aye, because they're just sitting hammer the shit out of us from the fucking from the back of the bus. So like, that's why they enjoy it. <laughs> because what they hammer the shit out of what? I uh, they're just sitting like take the piss, you know, like have a have a laugh. Take the you piss. I've still been trying to like, figure out what that means over there. Take the piss. That is like you're making fun of someone, but yeah. like, they pissed themselves. Like no, just. You're just making fun of someone, but that's just kind of the way that we Take put the it. Piss. Yeah, I have a guy yeah. on my team in the real world that's from the UK, and he always says, Take the piss. And I'm like, God, I still don't know what that means. I know what means like you're giving it to a guy, right? Yeah, yeah, I do that. I give the people the piss. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, that, that was actually quite fun. And I, I done both. I mean, it's tiring at times when you when you equipment like, manage and then you got to drive there and back. Like for the, the longest trip that they've done was from like Newcastle to the middle of Birmingham to a place called Solihull. And I used to always try and avoid it because it was like it was a four hour, five hour stretch. And it was a horrible trip. That'd be a long so time. So normally I would try to say, I'd always just say, like, because you know, the company were like, you choose which games you want to do and we'll cover the rest. And I was like, great. Like, this is, I'm yeah. on a win win here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'd just pick, pick, all the, pick all the nice short ones and well, cash it- in. It takes everybody to win, and when the equipment guy is going to drive the bus, it's like uh, Andrew Hotham in Cardiff. He drove the Zamboni when the Zamboni guy didn't show up one morning, and we had Hoth out there half-dressed driving the Zamboni, and he got her done, and then we practiced, you know? Uh, I've, 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 I've had that job as well. Really? Yeah. I've done that last season up here in Glasgow. I used to do it on the morning to save them, bringing an extra member of staff in. Mm-hmm. So I would come in like an hour earlier. 
and do do the Zamboni. So it's very fun, actually. I've just for this year, it's just been too much. I've just not been able to. I said, oh, like I kind of do that as well as trying to. Well, so you are still pretty new in this equipment game. It's your third year in the yeah. EIHL, but I believe the first time we messaged back and forth, you brought up Thomas Murdy and said that guy has helped me so much when you guys came on the road to Glasgow and you said he just helped you so much. And I, I think that's hockey. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because I'm, I'm away down there tomorrow, but we've got, I've got, I've got to drive to college tomorrow. And uh, he was on the phone yesterday. He's like, I'll, I'll meet you when you, you guys get play here. Cardiff tomorrow. Shed we'll boost on Friday. Shed boost we'll don't Friday, happen for but... equipment guys, right? You're not going to beat yeah, them. Yeah. We've got to, um, I've got to, I've got to draw. So we've been down there twice in the space of a week because we're down there last week as well. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think That's I, when you sent me the picture at Chippy Lane. Yeah. Well, that was a good thing. So obviously, <laughs> I got there in plenty of time last week, but I don't think I'm going to miss Chippy Lane this week because I'm not going to get there till late. I can't get in the ring till late because they're busy. What did um, you eat when you went there? Doing some in the dressing rooms. Sorry. What did you eat when you bucked uh, up there? I went for the chi- I went for the chicken kebab last time. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a good show. Yeah, it's. It, what was, was your go-to? Was it busy down there? Oh, uh, it's always a kebab. Usually, I ventured the odd time. The one time, Franny had me try the chicken and beef mixture, and um, yeah, I don't know if it was because I had just played in the testimonial extremely hungover, or if it actually wasn't that good. Uh, but I had a tough go with it. But I had a tough go getting through that hockey game. It was an yeah. I, I, I went too hard the night before. I think maybe give or take <laughs> <laughs> but i did go like three nights out of four you know when i was That's there good going. yeah, was that, yeah. Was, that, was that anything was that anything to do with these um well i think he was involved hendo deco yeah. you know the whole crew um i was even there with the coaches neil well neil francis and uh their head yeah. coach now and uh he said he was gonna come to the shed and hung out with me on chippy lane and you know yeah. he, he should come, but I I don't well, have time to I, talk I'll to him. Remind, I'll remind him for you on Friday when I see him. Please do, yeah. I'll um, and him. I just saw him. It was against what was it Dundee? Um, I loved in the summer when he was there for the testimonial. He has he's been named the coach, but he stayed all night. He mucked it up all night for Josh Batch. He was helping any way he could, kind of like you driving the bus, and he helped out the whole night. Then he hung out with us all night and mucked it up at Chippy Lane with us. And I thought this is a coach, and then that game against Dundee, like he had his players backs. I don't know what all went on, but I could see the passion and I could see that he had his players back. And I know his team saw that. And I appreciate that as a hockey guy that, um, when the coaches have your back and he's a shed guy, you know, are you, are you relating to the video at the end? Yeah. 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 I seen that. I seen that. Yeah. I yeah. seen that. Yeah, I, seen, look, I seen he was right. I love that right, they were, they were right, right down in the thick of it, wasn't he? Right. Yeah, he and then, right and then the, the two coaches it. look at each other and everything's going on. And then I see them go out and give each other a handshake. And I thought that is yeah. so hockey. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that shit. That's old school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm only, uh, he's actually, I'm, I'm, well, I don't know him. I think I met him in playoffs, like maybe two years ago, like when I was with the clan and he was back. And he kind of popped his head in my box, and that was kind of the first time I met him. And then uh, every time I see him now, it's as if like it's as if like we've known each other years. Like we're starting to have a bit, you now we'll have a little bit of chat, and it's like, well, he's, like, he's I don't really dude. know he's, you, but yeah. I do know you. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And he is he has a that nice guy. On you. Yeah, yeah, he is a nice guy. And even when we we're down there pre-season, like I was in like I was in the karaoke bar with him, like 
just running a buck as you do, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like... I do know what you mean. It was, it was good. It was good time. I run he's, a buck. Uh, he's, he's a real nice guy. Um, yeah, I forget what I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah. So, you punks did go there, and uh, they were up on you, right, in the Challenge Cup quarterfinals, and then you guys beat them? That's horse manure. Yeah. <laughs> I, that upset me. Yeah, it was it was actually nice to go down there and finally be able to win in the building because we, we we ran so close. Obviously, other times and we, we played them up here in the league and absolutely annihilated us one game like seven nil, which was a one to obviously throw in the back pocket, which we had done and kind of bounced back from it. But it was nice to go down there and finally be able to get. Yeah, it was because I mean to be honest, we should have should have won the home game or at least had it at least had it like come out of it with a draw. Right. And then obviously because we played them three times in the space of seven days, and they got us, they got us like twice up here. It was like it was good to actually go down there and go. You know what? Like have that one. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Put it yeah. nicely. You know what I mean? I don't well, want to. Winning's the opposite of losing. Exactly and... use, but... Yeah, Cardiff. There would have been some sour folks after that. I know how yeah, passionate yeah. they are about winning and yeah. how they expect to win. And you know what? That's a culture that's been built there. And. um yeah, there would have been some sour folks after that game, you know? 100%. 100%. Uh-huh. Um, so, shed boosts don't work for the equipment managers, right? Like, you can't win the game. Have you ever got an assist where you passed a stick to a player going by and then he scores? Um, not that kind of thing off the top of my head, no. no. I mean, I'm quite... I always love that I'm when the equipment proud. manager gives, a, like, a guy breaks a stick and yeah. you're ready right away. And it's like I always say it takes everyone to win. And then when the guy's on it and gets that stick and he doesn't have to change and it goes in yeah, the scores. I'm quite, um, I'm, I'm quite hot on making sure I'm ready, like especially on for like face-off guys. Like, right. There's nothing worse than you're not ready and that face-off's right in front of your bench and it's like the guy's standing at the gate waiting for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, not, there's nothing worse than that, isn't it? I had it a few weeks ago on Cardiff. I had one guy broke free uh, in Belfast, sorry. He broke free in the space of seven minutes. Um, and I was just that's like, a lot of money, man. When I'm in minor I, hockey and I know how much it costs, it's absurd. Oh, man, I was like, but like, it's like, how many extras do you take with you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I always like, you carry a couple of spare on the road with you. And it's like, I always had three. Sticks. Where does it end? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, I've, I've started putting four in for this guy just because of the game that he, he smashed free in the space of seven minutes. And I was just like, that's just, I mean, one, take it away. One, one was a slash, which we didn't get a penalty for, which was quite annoying. Right. And then two are off face-offs. It's just like... The guys that break sticks on face-off are really trying to win them. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the well, I never like... could win any. That's why I was a winger. <laughs> and I couldn't oh, play D-zone good like... enough. But when, when, when Dicko was here, like... I don't... It was if, like, Dicko's st- sticks were made out of, like, solid metal. Right. I don't know if it's, like, it was the way he held it or, or what. Like, you would hardly ever break any sticks. I mean, like, he was a face-off guy. Yeah, he was. With a like with a with a good percentage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you go like and you look at them and you're like, are they made of something different? Like, are they not made of like what a normal stick's made of? Because like surely you've got a bad guy's going through like you know, over the course of the season, 20, 25 sticks, and he's looking if he's went through like 10, 12, and it's like yeah. doesn't doesn't seem right. I mean, like, well, there, again, there, was, there was a guy, guy in Germany that my son asked me the other day, he's like, Who is the best face off guy you ever played with or against? And I knew right away, Hugo Boisvert, I believe he's coaching in Germany now, but when he played for Castle and um, then he played in Dresden, I think, but 
he would break our centerman stick like regularly and he would use a wooden stick and it would just shatter our sticks. And I don't, I hardly ever saw him lose a face off ever. You know, you'd start cheating that you're going to lose and get on the D right away. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. It's, it just, it just seems great. Like some guys doing some, I mean, I think, I think a big part of it's how you're holding the stick. Like, right. You know, when I, when I watch it now, like, because yeah. Steve, Steve used to hold his quite, quite low. You just, you have, just inspired me for practice. I'm working on face-offs. We need to be better on face-offs. Yeah. Let's try, try, try hold, try holding the stick in a different position. Well, yeah. And like when you haven't really given them the techniques, um, then they just go out and like do it. Um, there are some techniques you can use, you know? Maybe, maybe you need to go back to Dicko and ask him what here, here's where it was. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe you just need a new, a new show with Dicko just to talk about techniques. Yeah, well, Dicko should be in hockey for some, you know. Um, Your next poster pick, the selfie in the clan's locker room. Who's the guy taking the selfie? You're by the logo with another guy. So, yeah, that's it. Um, So that that guy's um, Ian Kelly, known as the horse, for the the workhorse. Um, He's been an equipment manager around Scotland for um, over like 25 years. And he's always had a bit of association. He's, He's worked in Fife. And he's worked obviously here. He's worked for the national team. Uh, so when I come up, obviously because I was back in the game after a while, yeah. And um, Gareth said like I'm gonna have a guy that's gonna be around as often as he can to give you a hand. I was like, all right, great. Like I'm, you know, I'm all for leaning on and learning off people that know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So he's he, but he's a full time paramedic. So he kind of obviously can only come across when he's not working. But he's been a massive help. Like I've learned so much off him. Over the course of the three seasons I've been here, that's um, nice to have someone you know, help you. And it is, it's and it. To be honest, it's he's, he's he's great with like he's got like his own little hobby hut at home, which he does like, but he just loves like fixing things and you know. So when it comes to stuff like that, where I'm not too sure. So yeah, I don't know. So you've got a but like I had a, I had a broken kneecap there two weeks ago, and he's like he's melting water bottles and using plastic off the water bottles and then. Using so like shop blocker and like manages to fix this like knee pad as if it's like this um leg pad as if it's brand new and I'm mid game. No, this was just before the game. Oh, jeepers! So this was just before the game, so it's. Just I think like, you just answered. I had what's the the weirdest equipment issue you ever had in the equipment game? I lost um was it in my first season? Um, Dyson Stevenson is like the king of blocking shots. Stickles and, and um, he's a shed guy. Yeah, but he like he blocked a shot and it's it smashed his took off. Well, actually playing Cardiff, believe it or not, um, and it smashed his it smashed his took off. Yeah, and because I was still quite new, I kind of well one I panicked, but two I couldn't get the took I couldn't get his I couldn't get a new took back on in time to get him on the ice, which was quite frustrating. Mm-hmm. But again, it was like my first year back, and I was kind of like, but we were winning that game at the point that we lost them, and we ended up losing. Right. Um, so that's probably that's that's probably like me most frustrating. Tuck coming right off. It must have been a shot. Uh, it was a shot. Yeah. I don't remember the guy's name because I remember the guy. The, the guy actually. Um, you would want that hit the, the side of your playoff foot. Weekend, the guy at the playoff weekend was actually fucking winding us up about it because he he come into the bar after the game and he was rubbing the next man. And when I smashed Dyson's took off for that shot. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I remember. Like yeah. I was sort of dealing with it. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, your next poster pick is with Taff, Jason Ellery, who's also yeah. 
from Cardiff, and he's like the godfather of equipment managing in the UK, isn't he? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm lucky enough to know Taff from when I was back in Newcastle. Like, and like I said to you before, Newcastle was an absolute shit show. So every time we went to, to Belfast, there was always something we'd forget. Like, doesn't matter. You know, whether you were looking after it or whether the guys were looking after it, whether it be a jock strap, a pair of elbow pads, a pair of shorts, there was you would always go there. And I always found that I would always forget something. But Taff was always there to pull you out the shit all the time. And right now, he's, he's still a great guy now. Like, I, I, he's a guy I speak to probably at least once a week. And he's always said to us, you know, if there's ever anything you need, like ballers, I can face. I've never heard a bad thing about stuff, the guy. No, he's, you know, I've always, I've always got on well with him, and um, he's, he's been a big, he's been a massive help as well since, uh, since I come back in the game. Well, he's, a, that, he's always just one of them guys that'll do anything for you. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, you need those guys around, and it seems honest, like you have that in the equipment world. I think that, that's a good thing with the league over here. Like everybody's willing to help everybody. You know, it's it's just yeah. a ten team need. You know what I mean? But like all the guys get on well, and you know, if guys are coming to you and they need this doing, or they need that doing, it's like. But you'll get the vice versa when they go down there. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of. I think that's the way it should be because it just makes everybody is everybody's life easier, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Well, and that's part of hockey is you don't have to be mean to people. It's like we're all putting on a show and like let's go out and compete as hard as we can. It's like I don't know what like let's just go have fun playing hockey. And um, when guys help each other, it makes it all easier for everybody to put on the show, right? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um. Anyways, what else do I got here? So the pick of you outside a big barn—that's the Newcastle United barn. Hey, that's a big sucker. Yeah, is that just the one? Or was that the one on my own? Yeah, that's and the then uh, you're outside, but then when you go inside, oh, no, 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 that's that's the one. That's the one outside of Wembley. Oh, that's Wembley. That's Wembley, which is in London. That was last year, so I was fortunate enough last year because this was during the season. Um, Newcastle had made that first major final in absolute years. Yeah. And obviously, but it was in the middle of the season. Um, luckily enough, I had a um, horse was able to um, cover for us. And I've got another guy that helps us there, Liam. Them two covered the weekend for us so I could go down to Wembley and like have a have a, have an absolute ball. Unfortunately, we didn't win, but um, it was just a good experience to be able to actually see them play in the final, which, you know, is something that very rarely happens. Yeah, well, and I find but, that's but, very like, hockey that you've turned Dicko into a Newcastle United fan because that is hockey. It's like the guys that went down south USA, they all got into like college football and NASCAR. Yeah. And like wherever you go in your hockey career, like makes you who you are, right? Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was funny because um, last season, it was about the October, there was, it was, it was actually me and, it was me and Craig Peacock. And because obviously me and Craig were the only English guys on the team, and it was the World Cup. Craig's like, do you want your fans are going down to Newcastle to watch to watch England? He's like, you know, they're not going to have it on up here because obviously the Scots hate the English when it comes to football. Let's go down. Let's go down to Newcastle. I was like, all right. He goes, um, I'll ask some of the boys see if anybody fancies coming down. And obviously, first on your list was Dick Dicko was he goes right off for it. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. so he lives. Well, I like, but I think we'd been if I remember rightly, we'd been in Manchester on the Sunday. And I, I, if I remember right, we won in Manchester. So obviously we were having a few beers on the bus on the way back. That doesn't sound right. And we, I thought you'd be seeing then, a chocolate storm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we, um, then then we had the we had the train 
out of Glasgow at like eight o'clock the next morning. But once we got back, we carried on with the beers as you do, because obviously it, it was two days off. So yeah, and uh, yeah, we do. turned up. We turned up at the station like, like an absolute state with a bag of beers. Yeah, as you do. You need those. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, went, we went down and it come to like ten thirty or more on pitchers. Like four pint pitchers in a big tent in the middle of Newcastle waiting for the England game to start. Sounds fun. Obviously, like just living my best lives. Yeah. And then we got like the last train back home. And like, I was like, oh, I love, I, like, I love this city. This is great. This side. And I was like, well, we'll have to get back down for a Newcastle game. I was like, I'll, I'll hook up with some tickets. And luckily, I managed to get us down for a game. Um, it was It was in like the February time. Again, we had a few days off, so we managed to go down. But we, we stayed the night that time, so you could, you know, like live the life. And I, I know a couple of boys I play, so I was able to like, get us some tickets. And the, the 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 picture of us all, where you can see us with the pitch behind us. Yeah, there's like yeah. me and Dicko, and then there's two two of the guys are players. I and saw that they were in your poster pick with the trophy. Yeah, so so that's um so they had David Longstaff sons, um Sean and Matty. Right. So Sean still plays for Newcastle now. Um, Matty's just had a horrendous injury, so he's kind of on the verge of coming back. Um, but we're lucky enough to go down, and Sean's um, lucky enough to get the guy, like, get Stephen and uh, John Muse, who was our goalie as well. Um, he come along with us with one of his buddies from back home, who was a Manchester United fan, and we were playing Manchester United that day. Um, so he come down as well, and. Look, I managed to get them right, you know, get them a decent seat. And well, that that's pretty got, memorable stuff. They got stuff to, to, get got to, to meet the guys. And, yeah, and um, obviously, as soon as we got there, Steve's like, "I'm buying the job. I'm buying the. I'm buying the top, and I'm buying a hat." So, you know, there's a picture of him like with his Newcastle United snap back on. Normally, I get off him with his jersey on when he's getting ready to watch the game. So, turn them, turn them. It's good. He does everything <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yeah. um so next poster pick, I brought Dicko up again, I guess. Is you're at Top Golf with him? I didn't know that was in the UK. Yeah. Is that what it's um, called over there? The it's a, it's a, yeah, it's in Glasgow. Yeah. It's um it, it's probably it's it expensive probably been about as hell eight. over there. Because yeah, it was it's expensive probably, yeah. as hell here. Yeah, yeah it is. It's I went once and I was like, that now, was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was um we done um we we were there for the start of the season. We've done like a preseason. Uh, all the guys went there at the start of the season for like a bonding thing. I think they do a deal where you get like you get like a burger and a and a beer or, or whatever, you know. But yeah. I'm sure expensive it is. But um yeah, when then um, we done it, we done it as well last season. Um because uh, Craig Peacock's wife is a is a manager in there, so Okay, so you get some deals. Maybe. Oh, so, yeah. there. So, um, just gotta you're... know the right people there. Yeah, you do. It's all about who you know. Um, and uh, talking about Murds, Lucky Foot Leather. When I went over for that testimonial, he whipped me up a, a leather wallet, um, and it says yeah. Wally 18 on it, and Lucky Foot Leather. And I just thought, man, that's the nicest thing ever, you know? Oh, well, yeah, quite lucky, because I bought one off him, and mine wasn't customized, so I'll have to speak to him about that. Well, I think I was probably supposed to pay him, too. <laughs> I've, got, I've got, like, a little... A little brown one, which I just use for my bank cards. Yeah, but I, I use it all the time. Like it's that's it's really, what he it's really, whipped it's up for really me too. Nice material. That he, I, it's I use it all the time. It's it's nice stuff, and I think he's kind of up and down with that. I think one minute he wants to do it, and the next minute he doesn't. But he was saying it was the other day. He's just getting back into it again for Christmas. 
Time yeah. has been quite busy, which is good. So, but it's hard, man, finding time when you when you do this job to try and you know do all this stuff as well as you know yeah. the the job that you're doing in hand. It's I I do especially know. with the, especially it's... with the schedule at the like our schedule's been crazy. That's we've been playing the best part of like every two or three gear, every two or three days. You know, and you're trying to fit practice in and. It's life gets busy uh, when you become an adult. Um, it's like this. It's like I find a window of when I might be able to do it, and then I start throwing out hooks. Right? It's like I don't have many windows to to do this. But I only have to go <laughs> to my backyard to my shed. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to drive four and a yeah. half hours. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. What else do I got? So, did you play hockey growing up? No. Nope. <laughs> How did you get into hockey? Believe it or not, I can't even skate. <laughs> so you'd need a penguin. Yeah, I need a penguin. Yeah, mm. uh, I just started watching. So it's it's funny back in um back in Newcastle, my weekends I literally used the 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 team in Newcastle used to play out of like the main arena, back in the day when they had a team. So it was like a twelve thousand seater arena, but like this was obviously part of why they never ended because like they just didn't get the people. They didn't get the they didn't get the crowds, you know. Yeah. So my my nights used to like I used to be in there on a Friday watching the basketball because I used to like the, I followed the local basketball team, and then um, the Saturdays and Sundays was always ice hockey. Right. So I kind of got into it through. I don't know if you ever heard of the sport speedway, which is a motorsport. Speedway, like driving fast. Speedway. So it's kind of like it's bikes with no brakes. Say what? So and and you can you can only turn one way. So you, they kind of they kind of glide around the corner. Oh. So the owner the owner at the time of the ice hockey owned the speedway club, and I was used to go at the speedway. And there was just like one day he'd done like a deal where it was like speedway was on in the afternoon. And if you went to the ice hockey, you got in for like five pound. Yeah. So it was like, all right, let's go and give this a go then. Right. And, and then that and was kind of. It. And then went into it, and then. As I got into it more, I started like I, I volunteered with a supporters club, and that was kind of how I got in with the hockey side of it, like with the equipment side of it, because um, the equipment manager left halfway during the season. Um, so the supporters club manager kind of stepped in and kind of said to a couple of lads, like, Do you want to come in and give us a hand? Because he was like good, good friends with the coach, and that was kind of where it started, really. Like, I just went from selling 50 50 tickets to then, like, right, kind of being down the back and getting involved and kind of like Katrina Williams like, in Cardiff. Now she's like running the show and she was just a volunteer. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Uh, well, she, is, that, is that how she started off as well? Yeah. Just passion and yeah. volunteering. Yeah. It's interesting yeah. when you have a passion for something, what can, what can happen. Right. Yeah. And I mean, obviously when an opportunity come up to do it full time, it's, it's not something you get an opportunity to do. Right. Often is it, you know what I mean? And yeah, it was, it was a one I would have been stupid to turn down. Yeah. So then when, well, Newcastle, you weren't there that last year as a pride because it's a shit show, and then they go tits up, and you're out of the game for a while, yeah. and then you got sucked back yeah. in. They moved, they moved, so they moved from the main arena to where I used to work with Whitley Bay, which is like, it's, I don't, do you remember playing the Manchester? Yeah, yeah, played there once. What, what did you think of it as a whole? Uh, it was like the big blue tent. Aye, so shit hole. Nah. A f good shithole. It's the chocolatey right. storm well, shelter. It means a lot Whitley, to me. Whitley, Whitley's ten times worse. I don't know what like, you mean by worse. I love the storm shelter. I have memories for life, I and I only played there one time. You know? 
I've been naked oh, as a Viking some... covered in dirt from Deese uh, <laughs> with an axe and a sword and a shield and the the glass broken warm-ups and I sat on the shitter for an hour and a half naked, cold and afraid. And um, then I finally did my speech. Um, but uh, and now chocolate gets thrown on the ice. It's, all it's a one of these rinks where you walk in and it's like it's dumb as soon as you walk in. Well, you know what I, mean? I like, like those walls, kind of bars. I like character. I don't want wet. them all the to be like fancy. Wet, like, yeah. yeah, it's like so. Th that was kind of why because the move. So the move from obviously playing in the, the twelve thousand seat stadium to playing in like in front of a thousand people, and that was kind of that was kind of that was going to bring the make make or break and the struggle to even fill that little venue out. So you knew it was only going one way, unfortunately. Right at that point, you know what I mean. Yeah. So again, I got out of it before the last season, before the move to the smaller venue, okay. before the budgets were smaller, you know, before it was kind of like, yeah. you're probably not going to get paid, like, right. this is happening and that's happening, so I kind of stepped back at that point. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And then you got into a whole different profession, but it's cool. You got back in the game and then, like, everybody says you're a dandy and a shed guy, and hockey needs more guys like you, you know? It's a good thing you're not a postman anymore. You know? <laughs> it's funny because, like, it's like over all the jobs over the years, if I've moved from one job to another, I left it because I didn't like it. But I left like the post job because like just because of the opportunity. I didn't leave it because I disliked it. It was like it's a good you're kinda of like your own boss once you get out there and you're just delivering yeah. your headphones you in, you've got podcasts on, you're listening to music, you go and get ready at ten bags and then you're away back to the office and that's your shift done, you know what I mean? Yeah. I do. So it's kind of I kind of leaving that was like I was actually quite sad because it was quite a good job, but at the same time it was like I'm going to do I'm going to go and work in a sport I'm absolutely dumb and it's like well and you got the opportunity, the opportunity to go professional right that's a big yeah, that, exactly that's your job exactly. now and, and I know Dave like, loves his job and then it's yeah. I think equipment management is kind of like well it's like any job in the real world if you can make your bed the way you want it and you have a system and you have everything down that yeah. works right then your system's set and um, you don't have to put in a million hours to get things done. And, and to be honest, it, I, and when I look back now to be first season and I look back and now that's kind of, that's how it is. And it's good because like, obviously we've, we've just had new ownership and he's coming in and he's, he's, he's letting we invest in what's making life a little bit easier. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it is actually, when I, when I go back to when I first come and I used to remember like, like, I was starting at like seven in the morning and I was still like, Graphing at six, seven at night, and that was just a practice day. And I'm like, ah, like surely not. But now I've got to dump with T where I can be, I can be done by like two, right. half two. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know, you've got you've got the rest it's of your good day life yourself. If you can get your system down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you can be just, some as you travel. Say, you've just got to get it in good order, but you need obviously the support from upstairs and you yeah. know the support from the ownership as well. Which, to be honest, it's great now because we're getting that support and the club's pulling in the right direction. That's good. And you, I guess, now in the semi-finals of the Challenge Cup, that's a big, be a big. Yeah, day. we'll find out when I do a play. So uh, yeah, we're just waiting to see who's it between. Uh, they've got you've got Coventry Belfast tonight, and you've got Sheffield Manchester. Right. Um. So it's 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 still play anyway. Um. Belfast Coventry is one one after the first leg. Manchester are yeah, down they're... five one after the first leg. So it's kind of. Yeah, it's rare when it's, people come back from 5-1, but I have seen the Cardiff Devils do something like that in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's doable, eh? You never say never. It's still 60 minutes of hockey to play, isn't it? Yeah, when so, hockey, when you, you... It's like we had a game this weekend where we have a first period, we're all over them, we're up 2 nothing, and then 
you know, you think it's going to be easy. You take your foot off the gas. It happens the same way in pro as under 13. It's like when you don't have that little extra, all of a sudden they're back in the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We had a game, we had a game like that two weeks ago against Cardiff. Okay. Three, 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 they'll up at the end of the first. And then we'll go on, we'll go on to lose the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, as you say, it's just takes them little spells, doesn't it? Yeah, well, you got to play the full game, that's for sure, in hockey to win. Um, trying to think what else I got here. Um, one thing I got is I saw the Glasgow clan. I think they were playing Manchester, which is why I saw this. They had like a, looked like an unreal bagpipe band come out before the game. Yeah, that was, um, that's something they're trying to bring a lot more of into this season. Obviously, they're, they're trying to work towards getting the Jumbotron, which is on route, but Councils holding that up in the minute, and then they're trying to have like different events where they they bring like local local things, local businesses in like and and that that band that they had in that they're talking about bringing them in a couple of times this season. But that, they looked the awesome. Andrews Day, which is which was obviously it's, that's like the big day over here. The St Andrews Day that was why they they had them in, but they were really good. Really yeah, good. they looked really good. They and played, what's played, a small world? A few of... times during the game. Well, that's cool. Uh, that's hockey. Um, and then what's cool about that in the small world is I'm Kincardin here. It's a Scottish set- settlement. Obviously, yeah, there's Kincardin there. Uh, but we have bagpipes for our home opener this year. And uh guy came out, played the bagpipes for our under-13s. And uh, fun fact is like every Saturday in the summer, they do a bagpipe march down the street, the whole, like a lot of the town and comes oh, out. Really? And they, yeah, they do bagpipes down the road and back like a parade. Oh, yeah, every Saturday in the summer. And uh yeah, it's neat. It's a small world when I see bagpipes yeah. going on over there and then you see them fife and that's what we do around here. Uh, maybe just get yourself a bagpipe lesson one day and get it going on. I think I got going enough going on. I think I got enough going on. I think I'll leave that to the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's my last question because you you gave me a selfie from Chippy Lane. That's awesome. That's hockey. Um, what, what is your, do you have a pregame meal or do you have a postgame meal? Do you have Normally any lucky put... things like any whatever, whatever they're called? I uh, nah, not really. Normally, I just kind of get what the the post game. I kind of normally there's normally a one left over what the guys leave. So you know, it's just your normal. We'll, we'll get like maybe it's like a chicken risotto. You just get whatever we'll the boys like, get. So, so yeah, or sometimes we'll have like tacos. Like when I'm finishing late at night, I'm not coming in and cooking. Like I'm, I'm straight to bed to get ready to go. Well, you guys do day, work you know? a lot of hours, eh? Like when you like, like the night hours, you guys can have to put in a shift overnight, can't you? Uh, it's yeah, it's like it's just we've had some tough ones lately. Obviously, I've got a nice seven hours down to college tomorrow after practice. So that's a nice drive in the van. The guys, the guys fly down Friday morning. Oh, so but, you have to do yeah, the drive, and they get to fly. The logistics of it is it's too expensive to obviously take everything on the plane right so it's easier just to take it down in the van yeah you know what i mean so well and then yeah it's time to step down. up eh? yeah go down yeah so it's well and to be honest we're, we're doing a lot of the games this year in the van which i kind of like because it's it's kind of got a there's a lot more professionalism to it which is what we've kind of grew this year within the within the organization since the new ownership's come in that's great like the, the professional you know yourself like if you're not working in a professional team it's like there's no give and go as like you just you know you're not really wanting to give it all where you know I kind of I like to get the rink and I like to get set up and I like the guys to just kind of have to come in and not have to worry about anything 
Right. So they come in and they're just coming in to play. Well, and equipment managers, they could change teams. They help build the culture. It's like decent Cardiff yeah. made it fun. We both made it fun with some pregame speeches, yeah. but like the equipment managers can totally make the culture different. They can be negative and complaining about doing shit. And then all of a sudden, like negativity is exhausting, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've heard some tales off these over the, from, from his previous years, but I don't know if some of the stuff that he used to get away with back in the day, you could get away with now with players. I just don't think so. Um, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Hey, um, yeah. Which is a shame in a way, but again, it's it's kind of the same way. Like, like coaches have to approach players now, isn't it? Like, because it's like, kind of players like an arm around the shoulder more than the polygon, don't they? And it's just yeah, like, and so it has changed. Like, I guess but... it's, it's, the way, it's the way the game's going, isn't it? Like, it's, well, change massively to how it used to be. And that's kind of like I raise my puppies around here to, like when they're playing, like we're old school. Like you try harder than the other team. You do it for each other. And um, I don't want to see the fancy stuff. It's not, you don't turn the yeah. puck over at the blue lines. Like you get that deep for each other. And, um, and like, I, I like to have it fun. I like to make it fun, but if they're not focused and ready to try hard, then I can't be fun guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I was like, it's funny because I was thinking back to the Newcastle days earlier, and the days when more like when Belfast or Cardiff or Sheffield were coming up to Newcastle, we used to try and make it a misery for them. Right. So like we're going in the dressing room and we're like we would take like bulbs out and like we'll soak the walls and we'll block the toilets and we'll make sure the showers were cold just to try and give you that little bit of advantage. Well, that's hockey. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it never worked, but like, no. like, even like something like that, now you would just never ever, like it just wouldn't happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I think yeah. the professionalism of it all, like, you know, you get two good teams go up against each other and the best team wins, eh? Yeah, well, and sometimes, you know, you got to hockey a little bit too. Um, I've like uh, chatted with, when we're like, the ice is ready before our games and like you talk with the ref. And then he's like, okay, let's go out at this time. And then, like, you don't tell the other team. And, like, you just go out. And then you get them all flustered. Stuff like that, you know? You got to do stuff. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Little, little favor somewhere, don't you, to try and... Well, it's like when you ask the other team when you're going to start. And they're like, uh, um, it's like, uh, oh, I got sidetracked there. Um they would give us wishy-washy answers of when the game's starting, like when it's they're the home team. And yeah. it's like, well, tell us, because yeah. we, we want to be ready. And, they, you know, they kind of give the, eh, well, you know. And then all of a sudden you're scrambling. So, yeah, that's hockey. <laughs> Dees used to take shits in the big blue tent, um, leave big yeah. piles of dump in the, the away locker room. Like well, huge shits. We, we used to do stuff like that in Newcastle, just to make sure the toilet was blocked when they turned up. Yeah, like back well, in the that's day. hockey. It's just, it's just like, I mean, that's it's not something I would do now. Like, I don't go and drop one in the away dressing room before. I'll give before it a try. See how it feels. Come and set a room up, you know? I mean, uh, I mean, give, I, give it I'm a shot. It I bet you Deese is still doing it in Austria. Guaranteed <laughs> yeah, that's guaranteed, sicko. Guaranteed he still is. Oh, yeah. He's a sicko. Yeah, for sure he is. <laughs> Nothing's changed in Austria for sure. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if I got anything else, but I guess I got to get back to the real world. Um but it was great getting to know you, and Dicko wasn't wrong, and Deese wasn't wrong, and Murds, um, shed guys, no shed guys. Nice meeting you, man. Keep up the good work in Glasgow. Stop Thanks, beating Cardiff uh... or Manchester, though. <laughs> I never know. I might get you on the back of a Glasgow jersey sooner. 
Hey, well, I would wear swag if people sent it to me. You know, I'm still waiting for Manchester mm -hmm. to send me some swag. Still waiting for Cardiff to send me some swag. You know, my stuff's getting pretty old. The pants have ripped. Yeah, we need to. Um... They even got a new logo. Yeah, I got nothing need... to do with the new logo. You, you got to send me some oh, swag. Yeah. Do you got the jersey at the end of the season? Yeah, I got some jerseys back there. <laughs> did you get the Did you get the Manchester one though at the end of the year? I don't know. I never asked. I'm just trying to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope I get to put it up in the shed. That'd be so that'd awesome. Be good, yeah, that'd be yeah, wicked that'd be awesome. Good. Yeah. Well, be cool. great getting to know you. And uh, yeah, sorry I sound like a frog, but I understood you well. Um, so keep it up. That's good. Thanks, buddy. Nice, <laughs> and, nice talking to you. Yep. And it's back to the real world, folks. And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Big Red and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band. I'm like Pete, I'm a band. 